Okay. So what does a debrief feel like for Nova Squad and Aegis? We're post-dripped home. We are, um, do we just go straight back to Aegis headquarters or wherever Nova Squad headquarters are and be like, hey, we're back. This is what happened. Is that how it works? I feel like, you know, whenever we do arrive back, you know, we at least like send them a quick message. Um, so I feel like we just kind of, you know, ping them. And then if it's like, you know, one in the morning, I think we all go to bed and then go the next day. Yeah, that, that sounds about right to me. I don't think we'd haul Gamverse out of bed. Like, it, it, it can wait unless, like, unless we're being actively chased through by bots or whatever, we can wait on the debrief. So we're, it's the next day or whenever everybody's ready, everybody's there, or is it just, um, the two soldiers that are in this debrief? How, how do you think you're doing it as you are the leaders in our team? I think everyone should probably be there. Yeah. So we're all in the conference room that we were in before. And I think it's Fanta would want to be there anyways, since they had prior uh, experience with these bots. Gamma's there. Uh, what do you tell her? Uh, an apocalypse level threat going around dimensions, knocking down trees and conquering dimensions. Looking for resources from each dimension. Should be fine. So what's the likelihood they're going to come here? Doesn't it say in the handbook to hope for the best, assume the worst? So assume they're coming for us and prepare. Phantom, what do you look like in this scene? I think Phantom's trying to hide how nervous they are. It's almost like trying to hide their leg, even though no one can see see the, uh, the tracking device in it. Yeah, so I, I assume that you give them all the details about robots that can learn how to deal with superpowers and whatnot. Yes, they can adapt. I imagine you're also giving her like the breakdown of like, we did help this other people like prepare for it themselves. And yeah, I also think Fanjava mentions that uh, the people that they had met the first time when they first encountered these robots are still around and they're still trying to like help other dimensions deal with this. It's definitely good to note any potential allies, however coincidental. I mean, that's enough for me. Does anybody else have anything they, they need to have happen in this scene? I'm trying to think if Phantom would reveal that they have the tracking device to the rest of the group. I think Phantom requests saying a doctor, and if someone's curious, they could ask. I, I think Thermite would. Thermite was, you know, around for, you know, all that. Yeah, she does, like, kind of give phantom a look and resolves to bring it up later <laughs> that's not the kind of thing you kind of you know put someone on blast for in the middle of a in the middle of a meeting thermite will remember this <laughs> yeah <laughs> the thing i had is that as thermite kind of uh, uh walks past quint she just kind of quietly says apocalypse level is not an official classification senior special agent hero <sighs> I always forget if it is it the zero class that's the worst, or is it the f class five? It's, and then there are the letters. It's everyone knows what I mean when I say apocalypse level threat. Come on, she's already like gone. <laughs> 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 Just kind of like a quick, like you no know, hand up over her shoulder. 
I was thinking maybe we would do a phantom scene next because I feel like chronologically it makes sense to happen next because it's at Aegis, right? Yes. Yeah, so I guess uh, how do you end up in the science lab? Uh, do you ask Gamma for um, how to get there or do you just explore yourself by yourself until you find it? Well, you know, this is a uh, phantom and while phantom is trying to be better... They're still phantoms. <laughs> I think they go looking themselves. I think they're kind of like, I want to see if I can find like what kind of tech and stuff uh, Aegis has. First, <laughs> I feel like they're walked in on try trying to do something. <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't realize this was occupied. <laughs> Hold on, you're... Part of Nova Squad, aren't you? Yes, I, I am. Weirdly enough. That lock took you 23 seconds to get through. That's a bit faster than Brianna did. Commendable. Feels like it should have been faster. <laughs> Not that I have a habit of breaking into places. Oh, don't bother trying to keep up the charade. My name is Quantum. And I believe I am going to be part of your support staff. Oh, well, it's nice to meet you. My name is Phantom. Yes, I, I've, I've read your file. It's probably best that you don't look directly at me. My abilities make things kind of awkward. Quantum, what do you look like? So, what's happening every time Phantom looks at Quantum... They see a person that's almost a little bit blurry, but when Phantom looks away and back again, that almost blurry image is completely different. Like, sometimes you'll see someone in a generic lab coat. Sometimes you'll see them wearing, like, a Hawaiian shirt instead. At least once you see someone with, like, a cyborg arm, but just... Every time you observe him, he's a little bit different. But these all look like other selves of the same person, if we could describe them as such, right? Yep. They all are um, pretty clearly the same person. Like in the movie, they'll all be played by the theater. <sighs> That's so cool. Are you doing that on purpose? Not quite. It's just sort of the way I am. Are you aware of Heisenberg's principle? Yes, of course. Unless I'm being observed, I'm not quite here nor there. So when you set your eyes upon me, I'm not quite the same as when you've last seen me, even if it was only a blink away. <sighs> Fascinating. Were you always like this, or did something happen to... I have never met someone who... Uh, is that rude to ask? I'm sorry, I, I don't always know. It is quite rude, actually, but perhaps when we get to know each other a little bit better, I can tell you my tragic backstory. Oh, you know, maybe I'll tell you mine. So were you just wandering around the Aegis sublevels for fun, or did you have a reason for coming down here? I was looking for some tech. 
I well, first I wanted to meet the science department because you know I spend a lot of time with people who don't really understand a lot of the things I say. You know, they don't know anything about quantum physics or interdimensional traveling, and it would be nice to talk to someone who probably understands it better. But also, I was trying to f- find something that could help me. Uh, understand this better and uh, Fingen pulls out one of the mushrooms from the fourth dimension. Well, first, if you wanted to meet with us, you could have just asked. We do have an Outlook calendar that you can sign up for meetings. Outlook calendar? Don't know what that is. I'll show you that later. Second, were you just planning on taking the any sort of devices that you found? <laughs> that is generally frowned upon. I would never steal. And yet you're wandering around picking locks. I was going to return anything I took. I was hoping to use it here, but, you know, sometimes things happen. So what is so special about this mushroom that you've brought me? Well, in the dimension that we took it from, it was able to reanimate dead animals. I wanted to understand the properties and how it managed to bring something dead back alive, whether that thing could become fully alive again or if it's in some weird partial fungal state. How do you have this thing contained? Do you just have like a mushroom in your pocket? I was going to ask that, actually. (laughs) I think Phantom has it in like like a jar, like a small jar. Okay, so you're not just like carrying around and shroomifying everything. Thank God. No, <laughs> Phantom knows that this is dangerous. That is certainly a very interesting property. Quite similar to something that we have in this dimension, though it only really affects, well, usually ants and a few other uh, uh, anthropods. But we can certainly take a look. Oh, thank you. That would be uh, quite helpful. To my studies. Oh, you don't have to share your pet projects. We all have our devices that we're playing with uh, on our free time. As long as it doesn't interfere with Aegis plans, you can pretty much do whatever you want down here. I don't feel like this would interfere with anyone's plans. I'm assuming it's better that I know less. That's... Probably for the best, yes. Then I hope that you offer me the same courtesy. I will do my best. I'm told I'm far too curious for my own good, though. Uh, as he says that, he, you do see him cover whatever it, is, it was that he was working on on his workbench. If he's going to not ask questions, they're going to do their best not to, because they definitely don't want to talk about that. I think we hear the sound of uh, someone opening the door and says, Oh, I didn't... I should do... Should I do a voice of this character to differentiate between my voice? It's the first time they're talking and they're in a scene with Phantom, so... I only know how to do one accent and that's a bad southern accent. (laughs) We could make Brianna bad southern. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize there was already someone else in here. Brianna, Phantom, we will be supporting them. I, I, I did read your report. You, you prefer, your pronouns are they, them, correct? Yes, that's correct. 
Lovely. So, Brianna and I, we've actually read your report on this, all this dimensional business, and we have quite a few questions. And he hands you out like a printed copy of whatever uh, notes that you handed Aegis or, or told Aegis about. And they're like heavily, heavily written on, uh, like on the margins, things are underlined. Uh, you can tell that these are your kind of people. Oh, yeah. I think Brianna uh, comes over to like Z-Zone station and uh, takes takes off a jacket and like puts it down. Yeah, you know, there was a lot of fascinating stuff you talked about in it. We never really met anyone who's like bent out of dimension. I mean, a quantum over here kind of is, but it's not quite the same. Yes, uh, we were assigned to this position because our abilities are somewhat adjacent to the field. Oh, uh, what can you do? Well, I'm a shapeshifter, but I can control it, you know? It's not the weird, the weirdness of him. The, the weirdness, Brianna. I mean, you're kind of weird. You get used to it, but still weird. <sighs> but uh, I'm looking forward to working with you, Phantom. You seem like a very intelligent sort. You also seem like you're kind of weird yourself. People do say that I'm weird. That's one of the words people primarily describe me as. Which is fine. I'm not bothered by it. That may sound like I am, but I'm not. Uh, but I'm I'm definitely looking forward to working with you all and answering all these questions. Lovely. Well, while we have you, you are, are welcome to answer those questions. While we, Brianna, a phantom here has brought in a rather interesting specimen, zombie fungus. Why don't we see what we can find out? And I think that could be a good place to cut there. Yeah. Yeah, so... Phantom, do you think you got your tracker removed from your leg before or after that scene? I think before. I think if you could see Phantom's leg, there's probably like like a lot of bandages around it, and they're definitely going to have a scar on their leg. So if their leg ever gets exposed, I think there's probably going to be some questions, because definitely wasn't scarred before. Uh, just for future reference, did you have Aegis remove this, or did you have... Some other way to get rid of it. I think Phantom had agency move it. Lovely. Did you tell them what you think it was? I think Phantom says that they got uh, a tracker placed in them when they first encountered the bots, and that they only recently realized it. The medical personnel that take it out of you are like, okay, we're going to have this destroyed as soon as possible. Yeah. Destroyed. Quote, unquote. The camera gets a small glimpse of what may be that tracker on Quantum's desk before he covers it. So, Thermite, you're off to meet your mundane mentor who trained you. Is it before uh, you got your current mentor with sidekicks or adjacent to that? It was before and then adjacent. This is the person who mentored Thermite in the Aegis side of things, the tactics and the protocols and... The mission statement and all that. All right. So where would you meet Major Gasconade Ricochet? So um, I don't know if it's ever been discussed what Ranger Pasea does for public transit. It's 
not good. I believe that there are buses and Ubers, but it's not a bustling metropolis like uh, Metropolis. <laughs> it's a, it's more like a smaller LA, which doesn't, it's, it doesn't have too much, I believe. That sounds right. So not much in the way of public transit. Yeah. So there's some, uh, but it's mostly a car or and bus city. Yeah, that makes sense. So she gets off the bus outside this just like completely average apartment building. And she walks up to the front and into the little lobby. And it's her day off, basically. So um, total just dressed down casual, um, not at all like standing up straight and like ready to salute, like at attention. Just honestly, like surprisingly relaxed, probably the most relaxed she's been on screen so far. And she reaches over and just taps the buzzer for um, the major's uh, apartment and just says, hey, I'm here. Well, if it's not Sarah Calusa, come right up. She rolls her eyes and uh, uh, heads on up. And, you know, as she walks in, like, I do think that this is maybe my my mental image of Gascon Ricochet is that they are, despite the name, maybe the most boring person alive. The envy of Quint. Yeah. This is what Quint wants to be in 40 years. I imagine like Bob Newhart. Outside of being a highly decorated Aegis trooper, this is a favorite color beige type person. I'm thinking like short cropped, like white and gray hair neatly arranged furniture and stuff. Yeah. Very like, I don't know, like kind of like a modern furniture, like aesthetic, just like kind of like a stock apartment. Um, and you know, Sarah walks in, kind of like pulls her messenger bag off and just kind of casually tosses it aside. How often do you have these visits? Decently frequently. Like they at least try to get together Every couple of weeks, they used to see each other all the time because Aegis, but with Sarah's schedule, this is kind of the rate at which they can. And I think they're overdue, like they were, they're, they're overdue because the, you know, the fourth dimension mission, you know, took a hot minute. Sarah, how have you been? What's been keeping you away? Oh, well... You know, I can't tell you that. It's classified, Major. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Hey, it's, um, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure what I can tell you is that it's a, a newer team going into some uncharted waters. Oh, and I'm guessing you're leading? That's the thing. No, in fact, I, uh, am not. Oh? You with a veteran on that team? Nope. The, very clearly, kind of like a like a little bit of a grimace. They um, it's this 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 guy is in the same you know sidekicks bit with me, but he never shows up, and he's just so. She's like, kind of like staring into the middle distance with an approximate fury. 
Gasconade, you know, watches your expression for a bit and then is like, well, I'm sure they had reason to promote him over you. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Let's, you know, come on, like, it's my day off. Let's not, let's not talk about work. And she kind of, you know, she's familiar enough with the place. She walks over and she, like, from under uh, their coffee table, she pulls out her chessboard and just kind of starts setting it up. I mean, uh, come on, you know, we can't just talk about me. What's new with you? How's, uh, you know, living the good life? Uh, you know, retired life. People want it. Once you have it, it's a little boring. I think they're uh, pouring you a glass of whatever you normally drink when you're over here. It's probably just water. And, you know, as she's setting it up, she's just like, well, uh, if, if retirement life is so boring, you must be thrilled. Oh, you know me. I like what I like. And they sit down with, you know, a glass of water, putting on a coaster and one on a coaster for you and uh, finish laying out uh, their half of the chess pieces. All right. Now, if I remember correctly, uh, you were up one game. So we got to fix that real quick. Also underneath the coffee table is a, uh, a little legal pad that has Sarah and Gasconade on it with a number of uh, hash marks showing who won. Uh, when marked off into little neat sections for each month that they've played. I feel like that's a good place to like cinematic pan out through a window kind of deal as as they start uh, playing. All right. Do we want to do Espanto next? La Osa. Martina. Hey, what's up? Meow. <laughs> So you are the Janus, which means you have when timed passes. Uh, if you could read us that move. When time passes, roll to see how you're managing your obligations. On the hit, things are going pretty well. You have an opportunity or advantage thanks to one of your obligations. On the 7 to 9, you've lost out on, on one obligation, your choice. On a miss, you haven't given your normal life. Anywhere near the attention it deserves, the GM chooses two obligations that are going to bite you in the butt. Um, and so far, so what I have written for obligations, and we can change them, are uh, wrestling slash shows, like performing, uh, training, and uh, and like relationships with other, with like my mentor, uh, and with other, um, other talent, other wrestlers. And just regular training. And also, I put parents. I have no idea what that relationship is like. Um, You live on your own, though, right? Yeah. Which I'm pretty sure we, we established that. So, I don't know. I couldn't think of a third obligation because I'm bad at everything. Um, So, are you done with school? Do you have... Do you, are you taking night classes or anything? Or are you... So, originally, I had said she had dropped out. Uh, to focus on on wrestling, but maybe she's taking maybe she was taking that classes or studying for the GED or something. Yeah, I think I think that makes sense as like a third one. If you know, you can be doing adult like nighttime classes or or something. 
Yeah, no, this kind of does make sense for her because she's like, she's she's a hero. Her obligation is being the hero, right? She likes, she likes, uh, she she likes uh, wrestling. She likes putting on shows. She likes training. She, I think, she even enjoys studying on her free time and like focusing on that. So I think, yeah, you, basically, like, while we're in downtown, no one hears from her. She's just busying herself as much as possible. I mean, like, okay, you know what? One mission, it was weird. I didn't like it that much. I I think I, I like two people there, maybe three. Like, or maybe one? She can't tell. She She's, like, not sure about everyone. She feels it's weird. She's like, I should we keep doing this? I don't get it. So, like, the moment she, she could leave, she, like, went home and started focusing on everything she wanted to focus on. I assume she she probably has like a big match or a big show coming up right before we have to go on a mission. You're right before she's told there's a mission or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh what uh what part of her mundane or wrestling life do you want to get into for a little scene? We we should do the me coming back and talking to Terry. All right, Olivia, you ready to be Terry? Oh, yeah, always. It's time for violence, baby. I, I think I go visit you at your, like, uh, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but I, I imagine Terry have, like, uh, an apartment, but an apartment with, like, um, or maybe, yeah, it's like an apartment, but he still have, like, a front porch where he sits outside with his cane, maybe has a drink or two, talks to the neighborhood. Definitely is a sit-on-the-stoop kind of guy. Uh, yeah, I think Martina comes out like, Hey! Hey, Terry! Uh, I'm back. Hey, kid. <laughs> it's good to see you. Yeah, no, it's good to see you. It was it was a lot. It was weird. I am not sure how much I'm legally allowed to tell you. Uh, not that it matters. The f- fuck the man, she says kind of nonchalantly. There you go. Um, as as, lo- as long as you keep that in your heart, do whatever you want. Thanks, Terry. That's not entirely true. Don't do whatever you want. <laughs> I know. Um, so how's how's business? How's do I do I still have like a place in the card? Uh, oh, of course. You know, I, I pull strings all day for you. Thank you, Terry. I we listen. We got it set up. You're out on a on a like a gimmick, like an injury kind of thing. We can get you set up with a nice, you know, fake cast. I'll even let you pick what's broken. Oh hell yeah, yeah. Probably an arm. I can come in with like a crutch or something, and then use the arm or or make no crutch would be a leg. No, never mind. I'm getting stuff confused. I could be an arm and a leg, and they're both fakes. And then I use the arm and the cast as a weapon, like the crutch and the cast. You are a star, Martina. There we go. I felt like I was overdoing it, but no. This is star material. Yes, we can absolutely make that work. Who who am I feuding with? Who's Who's the baby face? Well, I'm throwing you to the wolves, kid. Oh, the wolves? Uh-huh. They're new. 
kind of. They're not. They're moving in. Yeah, they're from out of town, right? Yeah, that's right. And they decided, you know, why not uh, try and get some face cred early by stepping up and taking on Laosa? Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I'll help these kids out. Yeah. Very sweet. Very sweet kids. Yeah, no, no, no. That's good. I assume I'm going to come in, beat them up for a while, and then, like, you know, we'll, we'll like, hype up a big match, and then they'll they'll get the one up in me at the end or something. We can figure something out. Something, something new, because, like, we, we don't want to do the same old song and dance every time we bring somebody new in. We, we got to, you know... Yeah, I saw them. They're good. They're they're them flippy boys. They do a lots of flips. They do do lots of flips. We got a lot of we got a lot of flyers here. Yeah, that's good. I'm more, you know me. I learned from you. I'm more of a grounder, so that's always fun. They jump. I catch them. I ground them. I slow the match down. Really make people work for it. Yeah, no, I. Th- this is great, Terry. This is great. I yeah. I, after we after I leave here, I want to hit the gym. And then start, start, uh, I'll see if I can reach out to them so we can start talking. Yeah, of course. Oh, and, uh, hey, Martina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know you said you couldn't tell me maybe legally where you were going, and I'm not going to ask you to. Yeah. But, and I don't know even how much heads up you get or anything, but let me know if you can, okay? Just like that, you'll be out for a bit. Yeah, I'm gonna let you know as soon as I can. Like, I was worried about you, kid. Thanks, Terry. I like this scary stuff. Like, I don't know. You know, I feel like I have to do it because I feel like I have a responsibility. But at the same time. I cannot comprehend how anyone would choose to do this, right? But thank you, Terry. As soon as I know, I hopefully we we can have a couple, uh, some time, a couple weeks, maybe a couple months would be nice to to have my life back in order. Mm-hmm. Choices are always going to be yours to make, mm-hmm. but you just got to make sure you make them. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh, anyways, I think I should be heading home. Do you want me to stop by the store, the corner store nearby, get you something? Oh no, don't, I leave? Hey, hey, don't worry about me. I'm I'm all I'm all stocked up. In that case, I'll catch you later, old man. <laughs> See you, kid. Awesome. I do have. Uh, we are going to talk to Mystic's parents. I was thinking that Fabi hasn't played an NPC yet today. So Fabi, would you like to play Mystic's mom? Sure. The deal with her is that I think she's supportive, but ill-equipped to be the parent of a superhero. And the set dressing for this is that like Mystic has come out to her in both senses of the word and that she came out to her as I am a superhero. I have magic and I'm queer and I'm asexual. I think she did all of that with her. I kind of have an idea how she reacts to the magic stuff, but do you have any preferred way she reacts to you coming out with the queerness? Uh, I think it's just like the kind of like, I had to Google some things after you told me that, but like, but supportive. Um, 
we've already established that Mystic has come out. So this is like, she's just coming home from the mission, I think. Yeah, so I think this is a scene of, of Junie coming home to a, a very suburban street that is somehow in the same school district as Quint uh, in Hope's Mansion. Maybe Quint goes to uh, his mom's school district. Yeah, I, I think Quint uh, is signed up to as his mom's house because he doesn't want to be associated with Hope's house. Yeah, I think it's a typical like Southern California suburb type place. I think the first thing you notice is that when you come home, there is like four flags. There's there's uh, an aromantic flag. There's the the rainbow flag. There's a pan flag. There's another flag. You're not too sure what it is or where your mom got it from, but they're all hanging proudly on the outside. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so Junie has, she, I mean, she's professional. Um, so she's not wearing her Nova Squad uniform when she gets home. She's walking down the street in her mundane clothes, which I think today uh, is probably just like a black uh, sweater and tucked into a uh, plaid skirt. Uh, and she's got her combat boots on that are black ones, not her work ones, which are gray. And she she's walking down the street and she looks up. She look, glanced at her phone and she's like, sees the flags. Uh, I think her face turns a little red. Uh, she grips her bag, which has her super suit in it, and she walks into the front door. Uh, I think there's like there's there's sound maybe coming from the the living room or whatever a TV show, maybe like a game show, and then she she hears the door is like, "Oh, Junie, honey, is that you?" Oh, hi, mom. I'm finally back. I think she goes and hugs you, like checks, like hugs you, grabs you and hugs you and then like pushes you back and checks you and starts like not patting you down, but like, OK, you have two two arms, two legs, <laughs> no, no blood, everything good. Uh, your eyes look normal. Your face looks normal. OK, You're, are you good, honey? Are you good? Do you need food? Are you hungry? Have you eaten at all? Let me make I'll make you something. Come with me to the kitchen. Okay, okay, I'll have something to eat. I'm I'm fine. I was good. Sorry it was a little longer than we thought it was, but it was it was totally fine. Yeah, I'll um, make you a grill grilled cheese. How about grilled cheese? Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. And she starts like getting stuff ready. So, how was work? Do I call this work? It's work. You get paid, right? Yeah. How was work? Yeah, yeah. For this one we get paid. Um it's good. I I'm thank you for, for packing my bag with the Iron supplements and all that. Yeah, of course. Uh, I think also you notice she's definitely wearing a shirt with rainbow font that says proud mom. And maybe you didn't notice it at first, but like as she's like cooking and putting stuff in the pan and melting butter and she, you know, she's definitely wearing like I, a random shirt she bought at Target for their pride collection or something. And it, it, it just says like proud parent in rainbow colors. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was good. Yep. I, I don't, I don't know when we're going to come back out, but yeah. I, I'm, I'm probably going to do some sidekicks stuff while I'm home in the meantime. Um, okay. But you know, I'll, I'll keep texting you when I go and come back and all that. Yeah, yes, please. 
You know, they have all those science people. You told me about that one science friend of yours. And like, why, why can they, why can they get you signal on your phone? Why can't you text me when you're out there? Well, it's, it's like some dimensions are farther away in dimensional space and some are closer. Yeah. I, I don't really know why stuff doesn't work, but. Uh, I I think they said that they're working on getting that to to work. So okay, yeah, no progress. Tax dollars or tax dollars at work. So that's that's good. That's that's good. Uh, she's like finishing up a sandwich for you and puts it in front of you. Uh, you want some water or anything? I got soda. I got the soda you like, just in case uh, you came by. I was worried. Yeah, no, wa water's good. Oh, water, water, we'll get you some water. And she, like, pours you some water and sits down. She's like, sit down, sit down, sit down. I want you to tell me all about this. Yeah, so, um, well, I met, um, an, an, uh, another other self of mine. You know, I told you that's like a yeah me, but in another dimension. Yeah. Um, it, I know that, I think you mentioned something the last time you met one. It was kind of scary or weird. How was this time? Yeah, uh, you know, it was. She wasn't. She's also traveling dimensions to try to protect people. Um, but uh, I, I, <laughs> I think got she to, just like gets a big, big, a big grin and also kind of laughs through the grin, and, and she just goes, "Any dimension, you're just like a big hero, huh?" She, um, she really was. She was. I mean. She's really cool. She didn't have magic, actually. She was just really good at what she did. But, um, yeah. You know, I, if you want to meet Strix, you can. I know that would be weird, but yeah. If you ask me to, I will for you. Because if you think this is what you need, I will. No, but... no, no, it, it's, it's cool. It's fine. Yeah, I, I love you. You, you're my treasure, but I, that's your life. I want to be supportive of your life, supportive of all of you, but magic and all that stuff, it gives me a bad feeling. And the only reason I think your case is different than like, my dad or anyone else's is that you're you, Juni. You're you're a beacon. You're you're a son. I think I think this is the right path for you if you think it is. I think you can do anything you want, honey. I've seen you. And you can be anyone you want. And Despite, I don't like the magic stuff, but when it comes to you, to, you, you call yourself mystic, right? To, yeah. To mystic, I, mystic is my daughter and she's going to succeed, not because of the fact that she knows magic, but because the fact that she's you and I'm going to be here to help you in anything, any way you can. Thanks, mom. Of course, sweetie. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you, 
I know. I, I, you know, I know you told me Ace. I, I Googled it. I, I, got, I actually went to the feminist bookstore downtown. I've never been. It's really nice. This, this nice, this nice, uh, person. Uh, they had C-Serm pronouns and uh, then mm-hmm. in, in like a pin. Yeah. Um, they were very nice. Sir, sir were very nice. They, sir, sir, C. were C. C? C is C. It's C, sir. So C, C is like- sir. C, C was very nice, and uh, yeah, C showed me some books, and I took some home. I saw the flags. There's a lot of flags outside. Yeah, I was it too much. I just I don't know. I I see all the neighbors with their their like. Uh, flags and like uh, military kid or like my kid is uh is in the high school team and like my my kid is doing something important but I can't like celebrate that so I'll celebrate who she is if that's okay yeah it's okay <laughs> yeah I'm not much of a track runner or football player or anything like that but <laughs> no but you're a hero sweetie well, you really are, and you're my hero. And I'm gonna be here, even when I'm scared, even when I have trouble sleeping at night because I don't know where you are. I'm gonna trust you, and uh, I'm gonna keep hoping and dreaming that you keep coming back. Yeah. So, I, I know, I know you said, the, the acing, like I said, I was looking it up, um, but like, you you're not you're not aromantic, right? You can you, you're you're pan romantic. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not aromantic. I have, is, have have you have you met anyone? Anyone at work? Or you know anyone? Uh, <laughs> Any, well, what happens if you if you meet someone from a different dimension? Do y'all like become pen pals? Can you visit? Uh. She's turning red. Uh, I I don't. I'm not. Oh my god, honey! Tell me about tell me about her, him. I she? I'm so I'm not. I'm not interested in any long uh, distance relationships. Actually, I, there was a there's a guy that I liked, but um, since I'm since I'm doing the dimensional travel stuff, I we we decided we we didn't really want to start a relationship that way so we it didn't really go anywhere but yeah hey i understand finish up your sandwich we'll go get ice cream or something and you can tell me more about it or you can or you can we will pick up ice cream we watch a movie how's that sound yeah i i just you know i i i still don't want to talk about it in a public so no hey I'll be here. We can pick up some ice cream, watch a movie. We don't have to talk. We, you can just, we can just be there. Okay. Can okay. I have you for tonight? Can, can, can I be mom for tonight? Yeah. Okay. I'll just be me. Let's go get ice cream. I, I, I actually found like this, this uh, like queer ice cream place. They have like the ice cream is in the shape of the flags. We should go there. We should go. I mean, if you don't want to. But we should go there. I think that's a good place to end the scene. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we see the group of our heroes in Nova Squad uh, gathered together wherever they are when they leave for departure. 
to another dimension on the mission, we kind of we hear a um a narration of uh, of of Gamma giving the brief for this one, uh, like like over the uh, well over the team assembling. And she tells you, the science team detected another dimension with strange interdimensional signals coming from it. It's not the same disturbance as dimension 0188, but they're still worried it might be more Taurus robots. So uh, I guess we're just gathered in a group as we use the ENA to travel to this new place. You have basically no information about it. And as you drift in... You, I don't know what the, I don't really, do we have details of what the visual of the ENA looks like from the perspective of the dimension that is receiving it, like receiving a drift in? I don't think we've ever seen it, now. I guess like a flash of, of uh, white and silver light, and you are standing in a group in a new place, and what you are standing in is a bustling train station. Uh, I don't know how many people on this call have been to Los Angeles Grand Central Station, but it very much looks like that, uh, which kind of looks like Grand Central Station in New York City. It's got big, high arched ceilings, uh, white marble walls and floors, uh, intricate lighting hanging from the ceiling. It's got uh, tons of people around here you happen to appear in a spot where people weren't and there's a commotion as uh, people are turning to look at you as you just appeared in this very flashy way in the middle of this train station that has a lot of people in it uh maybe even more people than grand central station la has as i don't know the last time i was there it wasn't super busy it's kind of a it's a large train station but it was kind of it didn't feel like being at a subway station in New York, you know, it wasn't that hectic. But anyway, you appear here and the crowd, after taking you in for just a beat, uh, starts applause at your appearance. And as you look around, you notice that these people are dressed like a rent fair, but for steampunk, as in they are wearing steampunk clothing. So uh, 18th century or 19th, I'm sorry, 19th century fashions of all sorts, uh, not just European fashions as most uh, steampunk is inspired by um, British and French fashion. You also see uh, lots of other culture styles incorporated into this too. Lots of Hanfu, Hanbok, uh, traditional styles from all over the world. And uh, what what are you all doing as as you appear into this room full of applause? Uh, Espanto is not dressed like she was last time in the hazmat suit. She's dressed way more normally because she's like, they've seen my face. That's fine. It turned out not to be that big of a deal. So she's dressed uh, in a uniform, in a normal uniform. She's, and if no one says anything, she's gonna she's gonna take the chance and go. Thank you so very much, everyone. That took us a very long time to practice. Thank you so very much. We will be doing this throughout the next couple of weeks. So you never know when it might happen. Thank you so much. Good night. And then she turns and starts grabbing everyone and like, let's go. And I want to use a move. I want to say that Phantom Melee turns invisible <laughs> when everyone starts clapping. What move are you trying to use? Uh, it's my Janice mood that I'm looking. 
mild-mannered. When you try to use your civilian identity to trick, deceive, or slip past someone, roll plus mundane. And I think it's her using her, like, her, her wrestling voice, but not, not like, oh, I'm, I'm a bad guy. It was like her, like, showmanship and her, her, like, oh, yeah, no, I'm a performer. You're seeing me move. I'm moving like a performer. I'm talking like a performer. This is obviously a show. Oh, my gosh, Fabi. I'm so excited for the results of this role. <laughs> uh yeah no let's let's roll it 12 yeah i think i think the audience that as this group of this uh the people of this train station are basically your audience the hit says that they they do what for you when you get a full hit they buy your facade so they believe me yeah so they're like of course, Miss Major, we love you. And they and they continue to clap and, and they disperse. And uh, you are approached by a uh, a teenage boy. He's wearing um, steampunk clothing, of course. <laughs> so I, he's kind of he's got a uh, like a leather aviator's cap. Uh, you know, like the kind of thing people draw. Um, you know, old fashioned pilots wearing. Uh, he's got a pair of uh, green glassed uh, goggles over that, uh, and he's wearing like a typical like um, like button up shirt with like a some kind of vest that matches the aviator's cap and uh, like a fitted pants that maybe have a bit of a a stripe to them. And he's uh, he's walking up to the group and he says, uh, "Hi, uh, I have uh, some some questions for you all." And and this. This boy is kind of familiar to you. I think uh, Junie recognizes him, if not immediately. Uh, it's uh, The gears are spinning in her head as she looks at him. Uh, he's uh, tall, dark hair, and he says, uh, you know, I, I've never seen a, a, a teleportation gizmo work quite like yours did, especially not over such a long distance. This, this is a pretty big room, and it had to work pretty far to get you all the way from not inside this room to into it. Secrets of the trade, kids. Secrets of the trade. You can move along, though. We're kind of in a schedule. I'm so sorry. Uh, we'll get you autographs next time. Uh, and he says, I, I assume that you really aren't from around here. I think, I think Phantom and Quint, I think you are starting to realize that this is a very familiar uh, person that you're meeting, even if, even if the voice... And the face are a little bit different uh, than you're used to, as this is a mystic other self. Huh. Uh, I think maybe maybe Phantom is the first to notice, as Phantom is the most familiar with recognizing other selves of all genders. But this boy is definitely, as you're coming together and, and seeing his mannerisms as he moves, is very much a mystic. <laughs> and uh, he's like, hey, can I, uh, can I show you around? Uh, looking at Mystic, and she's like, uh, well, we, we can talk, I guess. Um, is anyone else doing anything as, I guess, Martina is, uh, Espanto is walking away in front of the group, right? I mean, if, if people are, are listening, or if people are listening to the kid, if they, they realize that, like, are people listening to the kid, I'll let, I'll, I'll stay here, I'm not an asshole, I was like, okay. This is someone, this is not just a random kid. Listen, how am I supposed to know? I do think none of the crowd is staring as uh, you did convince them to keep 
moving. But this boy is not going to leave just yet. Quint is looking at his like his wrist wristwatch, and he's like, "Huh, that was less than a minute. I think that's a new record." Hey, kid. So we're from a lot farther than you probably think. You have somewhere quiet we can talk. Uh, <laughs> quiet? No, maybe less conspicuous though. Well, that's good. Yeah, we'll take that. He hears a voice coming from the ether. I uh, I I think he looks around and is like. Oh, another new trick, huh? Um, well, hi, I'm I'm Cypress. Judy gives like a hmm. My parents and these plant names they like to give us so much. Oh, that's adorable. It's a good name. Uh, he's like walking you towards like the front of the uh the train station to get you out of there, and he's like, "Oh, uh, hello," and Judy's like, "Hi, I'm." mystic he's like huh all right so uh welcome to rancho paseo uh i think you're wa- as you're walking you see some posters on the wall that are talking about a a invention fair of sorts a uh uh yeah they're advertising like come one come all adventure uh, inventors of all sorts Come see uh, spectacular inventions. Come, you know, this. Come bring your own uh, chance at uh, discovery. Blah blah blah, all that kind of stuff. Both encouraging visitors to come to spectate and inventors to come uh, show off their uh, tools of the trade. And I think you also see a few other posters that have a, a. portrait of a woman who looks very much like Espanto, as now we have seen her human face. And a lot of these have a little signature in the corner that says, uh, "If well, if, is anyone stopping to look at these posters as we walk out the building? I mean, yes. if, if Martina <laughs> notices them, yes. Yeah, so as she goes up and she notices that there's a, it says, come see the famous actress herself, Martina Major, and the under under the words Martina Major is like a a, a drawing of the constellation uh, Big Dipper, um, uh-huh. also known as Ursa Major. <laughs> Ursa Major, yeah. Um, as I, I was having trouble finding bear names to play <laughs> off of, <laughs> uh, yeah. And so, um, yeah, this is very. This um, other self of yours is is very. Um, I mean, she has your face, um, but she's. You could see that she's like. Very fashionable as far as like steampunk goes with how they've done her up. Like the way her makeup is in this in these portraits, which are just drawings, are is impeccable. And uh yeah. So I guess Cypress leads you out of the building, which is not far from basically it's it's almost like a street fair has taken over the these few the few blocks near the train station of just uh, there's just booths everywhere of of people. There's there's so many extra people around. It's much more crowded than like say the uh, alternate version of this train station is in Rancho Paseo Prime. Uh, and I think all of you notice that like the buildings also are are done in a um, they're old old fashioned construction and also whimsical. Um, st- steampunk is not only limited to the stylings of the 1800s. Uh, um, but also um, fantastical stuff from that. But it is, does not look the way that modern strip malls and such look in Rancho Paseo. 
Yeah, so uh, welcome to the Invention Fair. Are you uh, you here from far away to show off uh, whatever device you used to get here? Not quite. Yeah, not exactly. Um, hey, I'm sorry if this sounds weird, but who's that lady that is in the poster so looks like me, Major? I figured it wasn't you. Uh, that's... That's Martina Major. Actually, she's the, like, headliner of the event. Martina. Noted. Can you not say it in the most creepy way, Phantom? Do you need my social security? Do you need my... Never mind. <laughs> yeah, th Thermite gives Phantom a look. <laughs> you can't see me. I'm invisible. Cypress looks very confused and amused. <laughs> Well, well, she's actually not an inventor herself. Uh, okay, thank God. I was worried for a second. Uh, it's, uh... Um... Are you... What? Why do you look like her? Have you heard of theories of parallel universes? Can't say that I have, but I'm willing to believe you. He glances at uh, Mystic again. Okay, so let's say we come from a place a lot like this place, but very different. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and we found a way to travel between places. Uh, I'm not the science expert, as you might tell, uh, so I don't know the mumbo-jumbo, but basically we found a place like ours. Uh, we we're come from a place like yours. We found a way to travel to these places. We're checking, making sure they're friendly, that everything's good, uh, that there's no crises, and then we're coming back home. We're um, like explorers. Oh, well, that sounds uh, really cool. It is cool. Very intriguing. That's okay. Yes, it, it's very cool. But let's try to keep it between us for now. Okay. Yeah, sorry, okay. I don't know if I broke. No, no, you're fine. I think this was unavoidable. Kind of gesturing at Mystic. No, we're really bad at keeping it a secret. Yeah, we don't even usually try anymore. Let's start trying, then. I think it would be great if we tried. I think it would also be great if we tried. <laughs> I, I think secrets are good, and we should respect each other's secrets, Phantom. Yes, of course. All right, well, uh, what should I address you as, uh, not Martina? You know, if you're walking around with the most famous actress in Rancho Pasillo's face, it's going to be a little hard for you to blend in, especially when her fans are all over the place. Uh, I should have brought the hazmat suit. Do you have a mask? Does anyone have a mask? Does anyone brings first masks? I mean, I have the mask I'm wearing. Yeah, if I'm not famous here, you can borrow mine. Do you want to borrow my cloak? No, I'll just put on the mask, thank you. Well, you can... I guess you can wear my visor. I mean, I don't look the same as him. Exactly. Sh sure. You've got options. You get to accessorize. Great. Uh, do you know how much I love fashion? She says, the, the girl who wears the same... Uh, like she has four pairs of the same sports bra. Like, mm. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. Thermite gets that joke very much. I think Cypress buds in and like, you know, all of you though, your fashion is a little, 
out of the ordinary. I mean, this is an uh, inventor's uh, convention, so there will be people dressed eccentrically, but all of your clothes lack embellishment, if you ask me. Yeah, I do feel a little underdressed. So where's the nearest goggle store? Huh? A man after my own heart. Uh, am I honestly surprised uh, it just doesn't have, like, you know, a a like costume department or like a magic thing that like or like a science thing that like matches your outfit to the outfit of the people in the era that seems like something important you should get on that phantom hmm now think about it oh god this is mystic talking you know last time i talked to my mom she was like when is that interdimensional cell phone gonna work I mean, you know, in terms of priorities of projects, I can definitely work on that. I've never really had a reason to before, but you know, it'd be fascinating to see how well it could work now. It, yeah, if you have, if you have to make a choice, do the do the cell phone first, then do the funny wardrobe thing. Got it. Phantom does a like a mock salute, realizes it's so invisible, and says, "Yep." Got it. You are like an enigma wrapped in a very confusing puzzle. Thank you. That wasn't a compliment. Uh, anyway, we sh we probably need to get clothes and masks. I'm sure they have domino masks. I'll I'll wear your visor for now, I guess. But uh, yeah, let's get dressed. <laughs> Costume montage. Yeah, do we want to do a costume montage? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Then I think Cypress takes you to the nearest, like, uh, clothing boutique that he knows of so that you don't have to walk in public for too long without being recognized. I think I think a few people, like, see uh, Martina and giggle because they're not used to seeing her dressed so drab because the, the Nova Squad uniform is just a plain gray outfit, which is very simple compared to uh, steampunk fashions i didn't i didn't even think about what i was going to have mystic wear in a steampunk dimension this is very exciting for me i look up steampunk fashion i i like steampunk fashion personally i have found the outfit that uh, espanto puts on the jacket is kind of like a take on the mariachi jacket but more steampunk eyes, steampunk eyes, more like Victorian mariachi. And then the, the skirt is like it, like if it was going to be a mermaid skirt, if a mermaid skirt and a folklorico dance, Mexican dance skirt had a baby, it's like mermaid and then, and then have like those ruffles in the back. Uh, it's very cool. Uh, and I, Either a domino mask or some sort of, of like, mas masquerade mask. Maybe like a clockwork. Yeah, a clockwork mask over her head. Yes, that, that, that's the extra outfit I have decided on. Quint uh, is pretty easy. He is just wearing a pretty standard looking suit without the jacket. The waistcoat is a dark blue that almost matches with his with his hair's natural color and 
like he has a set of goggles on his forehead and yeah that's probably about it quint is boring i think phantom is wearing like one of those like shirts with like the big puffy sleeves and stuff and it's probably like a light blue in color uh and like a nice not like a leather vest over it and like big puffy pants that are tucked into like some leather boots uh and like they have their uh what is it called their belt that has all the uh, pouches on it the utility belt but they also have like another belt over it because they thought that would look good like uh kind of like a a hat but with like it's a little like big you know puffy but then they're also wearing the cloak still <laughs> just so that they because it would take too much work to try and like put in a it's kind of like this outfit oh no uh but with their cloak and without the goggles yes very good uh thermite gets a uh like a like a paperboy cap um with goggles like on it like resting like on the brim and i think she goes kind of simple with it kind of just like a not too fancy button down with the sleeves rolled up and uh suspenders and then maybe just for you know flare like sash around the waist and you know pants that'll you know move that she doesn't want to have to fucking deal with restricting ass uh, uh, dress pants. I, I think she has to keep her original mask and not switch it out if it's not like going to somebody else because it, that's what has the communicator in it. Well, a hazmat mask is um, in within the canon of uh, steampunk looks. I would say it's not. It might, well, it might be modern looking materials. It's it's not too out of place for its design. I figured I could get away with it. Yeah, so I think uh, what Junie is wearing is, um, I think she, she's got one of those um, high-low, very modern steampunk-looking high-low skirts that has, you know, it's like open in the front and has a long back uh, with like a kind of bustle in it. I think it's like a dark red. And then she's got like striped uh, stockings or tights underneath that with a, a more steampunky, a more like old-fashioned riding boot type of um high lace-up boots that she's got underneath and then i think she's got some kind of you know like a black shirt under that's tucked into some kind of corset not a, a very restrictive one but uh all black detailing up there that uh she's got and then um i think she's she's decided to tuck her away her visor she still has her fanny pack bag with her but like that's needs must uh she's got that with her and yeah i think uh, she she's decided to uh, do her hair a little differently. I think she's put it into like two uh, low um, pigtails instead of the high ones that she had during season one. Um, but her hair is mostly the same. And then uh, she decides to get a, a set of uh, goggles that are similar to Cypress's. And yeah, so I guess everybody is decked out in a steampunk fashion, and we are ready to go walk around the invention fair. Yes, Phantom's so excited. Yeah, so are, you're visible now, too. Yes. I think Phantom's thinking to himself, you can't steal anything from here. 
Yeah, I think I think Cypress, we see like a look of recognition across over his face when he sees yours, but I don't think he says anything. And uh, yeah, he leads you out. Is anyone doing anything specifically? Or are we just staying as a group for now? Because I do have things to describe as we walk through. Quint will be asking Cypress questions, mostly like, has there been anything weird going on? You know, any scorpion robots or anything like that? Uh, robots? Clockwork automatons? Oh, well, I mean, not out of, like, the ordinary. You know, this is an invention fair, so there is, like, lots of stuff like that around. But no no clockwork automatons that look like animals and are attacking people. Attacking people? No. Probably there's some that look like animals. I yeah, mean, no, but... We 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 face clockwork automatons that look like animals that were attacking people in other dimensions, so we were just checking. Uh well, uh, no. So you all just go around and jump from dimension. I mean, I can't get over how exciting that sounds. It is so amazing. The kind of places that you can see. It's all right. It's honestly not that special. It's it's fine. It's you know. It's okay, I guess. Not that special. Not that special. Come on. To be fair, we have only seen, like, two. Three. Yeah, three if you count. Yeah. I've I've seen so many places. Oh, yeah? I don't think I could ever trade this life for anything. Have we properly introduced you two? You meet you. Yeah, yeah. And then Mystic says, yeah, um... I think I I think you got that right. And he's like, yeah, I, I did. Uh, and she says, so like how I mean, I, I didn't realize you were we were this. You were my other self at first. Uh, how how did you catch on so quick? And, and then he says, well, you know, I I felt well, first, while I'm not an inventor myself, I am interested in this kind of stuff. And I I don't think I've ever seen anybody teleport like you have. And then, you know, it's mostly theoretical, theoretical technology. And but I felt something weird coming from you, you know, you have, do you have something on you? She's like, oh, Mystic's like, oh, well, is it this? And she pulls out a shard from the black diamond that um, Strix gave her. And he's like. Yeah, that's definitely it. Uh, I don't. I don't need to see it or anything, but like that. And then I saw you, and and you have <laughs> Martina's face, and uh, you actually look a little bit like her assistant, pointing at Quint. Um, and the, anyway, all of you have familiar faces, but uh, you just felt weird. Uh, oh, thank God, I'm not the famous one here. Well, uh, kind of, but like more of like a, you know, backstage kind of thing. You know, I'm kind of okay with that. Like people know, well, maybe not you, but people know your uh, counterpart's face, at least. Anyway, uh, let me show you around. So I'm I'm not here to invent. I'm, I'm part of the show later on. But uh, there's, you know, lots of stuff going to happen happening tonight. Uh, and he walks you around. You see there's lots of booths of businesses, not just inventors, but like all kinds of businesses. There's a booth you walk by that's just overflowing uh, potted plants. It's almost like a 
botanical garden has been placed into a tent in this uh in the street fair that is making up part of the invention fair it's got uh, so many exotic plants all over. And then uh, you keep walking and you walk past a sign that says Artificer, Accoutrements, Armaments, and Dueling Academy by Victoria Winch. Uh, you keep watching and uh, Phantom, you recognize something. There's a sign over a booth that says Casey Belmont Raw, proprietor and inventor at Belmont oh. Raw's Beatific Bioenhancements. Uh, and I think as you walk by, you can actually see that Casey... Another self of Casey is in there demonstrating some of the um, prosthetics that she's made. Ooh, I was going to say, is it actually, I mean, Casey does have the ability to travel the multiverse. It's not your Casey, you don't think. Okay. Okay. <laughs> she's got um, a, uh, a top hat with uh, goggles on it, and she's got her a little steampunk vest with buttons and then matching pants that have buttons that go down the sides and a lot of belts and you can see her um her maybe not cybernetic arms but they're you know like steampunk brass limbs that she has probably fashioned herself as her counterpart did and she is demonstrating um, to uh, a few potential customers uh how these things work oh, that's so cool hey hey i have a question you know, this all seems really fascinating and everything. Have you ever considered voting a robot companion? A robot? Yeah. Phantom, why are you being weird? I'm not being weird. Do you mean, like, an automaton? Yeah. Well, no. Not really. I was just curious. Are you interested in commissioning that kind of a piece? Uh, I don't know if I'm really into automatons. I am fascinated by your work here. This is, you said it was fire enhancements. Do you have any, like, tech that could, like... Is everyone watching you ask this question, Phantom? Quint is watching Phantom because he's worried that Phantom will lift something. Maybe the rest of the group is over at the plant booth across the across the way. They're just kind of like standing, just kind of looking at you. It's just like, I, you know, I'm not, I don't know what I'm doing here. Nobody else has met a Casey other self either besides Phantom. It's true. <laughs> How what does it interact with, you know, flesh? Like it connects to the nerves and everything perfectly. All right. Yes. So, you know, it's some trade secrets in here, but yes, I am able to connect the prosthetics to make them work directly with the nerves. So they work as if they're flesh and blood hands. Fascinating. Maybe I could use this. Do you have uh, anything for sale? Oh, why, well, actually, the entire booth is for sale. I also take commissions. Oh, I don't think I need a, a commission. Uh, Phantoms don't look over it uh, and picks up, like, a leg. Well, I did think, oh, probably Cypress has enough money on hand to buy you all clothes. I do think it's a bit of a structure for him to buy you a leg. I don't think he has enough money for an arm and a leg, I would say. <laughs> what kind of what kind of money do you take here? Dollars. Totally normal question to ask. <laughs> I can also take a bank check as well. Wait, so the money that Cypress uses, does it look like the money from Prime? No. Fuck. 
(laughs) No, it looks like old fashioned coins and dollar bills. Like it looks it looks like if you looked up what 1800s money looked like. So it's a lot of big pieces of paper and stuff. Modern Rancho Paseo multicolored dollars would not work. All right, I'm going to do something that's going to make a lot of people upset at me. (laughs) Oh, you're going to play Phantom. Okay, cool. (laughs) I think Phantom's going to try and... Hi, kid. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I I think Phantom's going to try and take part, like, a piece of this tech with them. (laughs) Try and, like, break something off this and put the leg back. Like, screw off, like, the part that, like, connects to the nerve endings or something. Yes, yes. Okay, uh... I don't even know what I would roll for this! Um, I I think that this is some kind of, like, unleash your powers, I guess. I mean, or is this a... I mean, like, how mad do you think Casey is? Is this a... This is a directly engaged? Like, I... <laughs> I don't know. Would Casey be pissed if I stole a piece of You're cat? stealing expensive proprietary technology, and you aren't a person who needs re- replacement limbs. I think she'd be very mad. I don't know if she would fight you, but like. <laughs> and and uh, like I said, Quint is specifically watching for Phantom to steal something. Listen, this this is not me in character suggesting. This is me, Favi, suggesting <laughs> you. Uh, why don't you just wait, come back later when you don't have a tail, become invisible and then steal it? <laughs> why are you doing it in front of her? I don't understand that. Yeah, she is here she thinks you're a customer like she's not ignoring you yeah just just be like okay uh i'm gonna check some more stuff around the convention i'll be back and then become invisible and steal it later i mean that's mostly what phantom does i mean so charlie we will you will have you will potentially have time to come back or if you're phantom you can fly and be invisible you could probably try this again later yeah, I gotta remember I'm playing Phantom, and Phantom usually steals things when they're invisible, so I think Phantom's gonna put it down and say, well, thank you. But yeah, if you went invisible now, I think she would be no. like, what? <laughs> no, not now. I will, I'm gonna, definitely gonna come back later. Yeah, uh, thanks. Is there enough of a of a thieving gleam in Phantom's eye for Quint to maybe pierce their mask for this? I want. I say yes. I think you know Phantom probably well enough that you could see there's something up. I would love to roll uh, Pierce the Mask if I can. Yes, please. That is an eight. Yep. So the the obvious one. What are you planning, Phantom? <laughs> oh, you try to get this information. Like I think Quint is just watching you and maybe see you uh, coveting these items. I definitely think if Clint can tell that Phantom's, like, casing it. Also, I can feel your emotions. That's true. You can definitely... Ooh, well, emotionally, Phantom's very, like, intrigued. And you can definitely tell that they, like, plan to come back and steal this. But there's also a tinge of, like, guilt and sadness and resolve there. Like, there's something else. There's a reason why Phantom wants this, and it's something that's a little painful for them. Okay, uh, so Quint is going to walk over from whatever from whatever booth he was at and just clap an, uh, a hand on to Phantom's shoulder. Uh, ah. Yeah, when you come back for this, you're going to pay, right? Of course. I would 
Of course, I would. I would never steal. Phantom. Quint, you know me, Quint. What? What? Why would I steal? Yeah, I do know you, so that's why I'm telling you that you're not coming back to steal this item. No, of course not. Uh, and then Quint is going to uh, just loud enough to for Casey to hear. So, Phantom, I I need you to tell me that you're not coming back to steal this. I think Casey, who was attending to some other potential customers, like looks over at you. Get very angry and shakes Quint's hand off. I'm not gonna come back here to steal this. Are you satisfied? I'll trust you for now. You're no fun. We do also have uh, payment installment plans. As you walk away, I think she says that <laughs> over her shoulder and also to the people that she's currently speaking with. I think Phantom Lee's very <laughs> peeved by this. Mind your business, Quint. Stop stealing things. No. <laughs> so, uh, I guess uh, the group re- re- gets back together and continues down the the tour of the uh, of the fair. I think what stands out to three of us, to Phantom, uh, Quint, and Junie, is that we see a familiar logo, but it's painted in a way that it has, it's like painted in um like brass and metals and stuff uh, instead of its normal uh, vibrant psychedelic colors it's a uh, it's like a this logo is made out of welded metals for quantum slice oh hey who are selling pizza at this place but they've got a, a very small booth that looks like the kind of thing that they pack up at the end of each day at the fair and they are seemingly incognito and not actually advertising as being a interdimensional pizza place Uh, but they are here (laughs) oh that's very definitely not supposed to be here it's fine phantom do they normally do stuff like this yeah of course okay you know they gotta sell their their wares and they're pretty good at blending in better than me probably so what would happen if i head in there and say ask for dolphin pepperoni i'm sure you can get that is anyone going to fill us in on the interdimensional pizza shop? Is that is this just a thing? Is this just a thing? Yeah. Yeah, supposedly. <laughs> I mean, some people learn about interdimensional traveling and they travel or they some do some horrible things. And some of them use it to sell pizza. I have a very important question. Yes. Is this pizza shop what we detected to come here for? I don't think so. Well, if these guys are from not here, then it could have triggered whatever sensors uh, uh, Aegis is trying to put together. I mean, I can definitely fine-tune it and see if I can find a different signal. No offense to Aegis, but I think a little more qualified on interdimensional signals. That's why you're here, Phantom. That is why that is why we hired you, yes. If this is a known quantity, we should probably include it in our report and have it be, you know, known so that we don't go, you know, flying off the handle every time somebody decides to order a slice. Yeah, that makes sense. 
Also, one one more important question. Is it good? Yes. Really depends on what you order. Yeah, it was pretty good. They can get really weird. I haven't had carrot pizza in a while. Yeah, carrot pizza. Dolphin pepperoni. Will you stop it with the dolphin pepperoni? No one wants to eat that. None of us do. But it's just so weird. Wait. It is weird. I don't like thinking about it. I I, I think Martina comes in and she has, she has like, I don't know where she got it from, but she has like a big lollipop that she's like. <laughs> yes. Lifting her, her clockwork mask to lick and then put it back. Did you say dolphin pepperoni? Yeah. Um, why don't we go see what they have available? Sure. Yes. Please go get pizza. To Cyprus, Quint is going to ask, are you familiar with this particular chain? Uh, no, I, I think they came into town for the fair. Very good chance that they're like us and not from here. Okay. Well, I mean, sure. I, they don't strike me as too weird, but if you all say so. And so you approach the pizza stand uh, and you notice that behind the, the front, you know, little counter that they have is a uh, a good old fashioned clay pizza oven that uh, is pretty common to like real life traveling pizza booths for fairs. That's like a it's like a hand made like terracotta pizza oven that is on a like a wheeled cart in the back. There's some good craftsmanship in that, you know? You don't see those very often. When Quint gets up to, like, the, the clerk or whatever, uh, he's going to pull a Quint. Hey, are you from another dimension? Um, I don't know what would prompt you to ask that. Would you like some pizza? Well, I'd like my question answered. Quint. We'd like some pizza. We would like some pizza. Ignore him. He asks that of everyone. Just gotta make sure. Or do you want to pierce the mask, Quint? Is that otherwise this person is just going to serve your pizza and that's it? That is a seven. And uh, the question I want to ask is, how can I get your character to answer my question? All right, so I think you just like ask it a few times and you you ask it as another, some other people try to walk by and the, and the, the, the pizza the pizza guy's like, all right, enough, enough. Yes, I'm from another dimension, but I'm not supposed to be saying that on this job. So hush, hush. Cool. That's all I wanted to know. And uh, the next customers come up and he's like, hi, what can I get you? Uh, and you'll also notice these people aren't, the, he's not wearing the same thing that like we saw the delivery guy and the Athenium wearing. I don't remember what gender we saw, what gender the pizza delivery person there was. But anyway, Definitely wearing like a, a steampunkified version of that uniform. <laughs> if it's even recognizable as that uniform, besides the fact that it does have like whatever matches that booth that they have at the very least. I got what I wanted from them. <laughs> so I've confirmed they're from another dimension. Okay. I mean, Phantom, has anyone ever, like, is that normal? Just like normal dimensional? I mean, I assume it's normal from Quantum Slice. I guess I haven't really thought about it, but like, would that really trigger a, like, the kind of signal that uh, Gamma told us this place was having? I really don't think so. I mean, 
there's definitely a residue, like a residual energy after someone is drifted. You know, we leave them behind all the time when we travel. But it, I feel like for this, I feel like it, it would be different than the residual energy that's left by the robots. You know, there's certain marker to it in a way it's it's difficult to explain especially in you know general terms i would have to get really deep into it i feel like it'd be too low mm-hmm. it might still register but I'd, i don't feel like it would register in the same way as like the robots would or something bigger it's possible but i i feel like it's probably something else here instead of just quantum slice guilt and was different than what we saw from Giant Tree Place. Yes. It, it might be something else entirely. Oh gosh, you don't think it'd be something like the voiceless again? And that's what we're here for. Hopefully not. Well, uh, we can have some pizza and I can fine-tune the ENA and we can see if we can uh, track down what we're looking for. And then look at some cool tech, because there's so much cool tech here. And not steal any of it. I think that's a good idea, Phantom. Just the first bit. Okay, I'll do that. Do you have carrot pizza? Thanks for listening. In this dimension, Espanto, aka La Osa, aka Martina Bosquez, the Janus, is played by Fabi Garza. She can be found at at Fabi Garza or as a cast member of Eidolon Playtest. Junie Mystic Haraway, the Nova, is played by Siobhan. She can be found on Twitter at at SpellboundMage, as direct impact on Splinter Division on Protein City Comics, or at twitch.tv slash runawaysorcery. Phantom, the Brain, is played by Charlie. She can be found on Twitter as at MagicalPride, or on Sir Podcasts at at PrePodEngage, or at Devoid of Space. Quintessential Hero, the Soldier, is played by me, Eric, who also edits this podcast. I can be found on Twitter as at PrimeFactorX01, and my work can be heard on the shows Arcadia California and Breathing Space Fading Frontier. Special Agent Thermite, the Soldier, is played by Olivia. She can be found on Twitter at at LivyCoddle, or heard on Breathing Space Fading Frontiers. Casey Belmont Raw. Another self of Stopgap was played by special guest James Malloy. You can find his work on Protean City Comics and our dimensional tour guide and showrunners Lee. You can find him on Twitter as at the Love Names and as the showrunner producer for Arcadia California and Breathing Space Fading Frontiers. We can all be found at our Discord server, found at discord.lovenames.com. Otherware is produced by Love Names Media. Our other projects can be found at lovenames.com. It's played in Masks, A New Generation, by Brendan Conway from Magpie Games, at Magpie Official on Twitter. Our theme music is composed by Michael Freitag on Twitter as at Admiral Amara. The actions and opinions presented here belong to the individuals from this dimension only, and are not representative of any other selves, known or unknown. Otherware is not responsible for any side effect drifting produced by listening to this podcast. Next time on Otherware. Can I, do you mind if I... Yeah, we should do something when we get back. This is a no slurping sound. We do not slurp here. Could you show me how to do that? I have to be touching you. Oh my god. I don't really want to deal with the paperwork. Come on!
one point. Have you done it? I'm 17. I mean, sometimes things happen. You guys are probably feeling some kind of unreasonable excitement. Do you know what to do? Like, anyway, can you do more than one person? Why would you break someone's leg? It feels worse than it sounds. This is a weird question. Am I being a bad influence? We're kind of working in a new vocabulary here. I feel like that might be an answer you don't actually want to hear. Great, thank you once again, Quint. Would you explode? What's up, Trent? Phantom's a little thief. Yeah, I think that's a safe call. Good to know that Visa is interdimensional. And there's nothing to worry about. I was not worried about literally anything until you started talking. I can cook. Oh man, you really just know what to say, don't you, Phantom? Oh my gosh. 